Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. My name is Pastor Ken Henderson. I'm Lisa. And we're the pastors of the Salt Life Church on Merritt Island, Florida. You know, we're doing a continuing teaching that we started last time where we were talking about four streams that made the Garden of Eden a paradise. And so we were looking at biblical streams of income that equated to that. And if you didn't catch that teaching, you probably need to go back. But we had covered a little bit on two of them, the first one being tithe, of course. And Malachi says, will a man rob God? And, of course, we discussed the potential of when people do rob God. And also when they obey the Scriptures. And we know that the the motivation for that is actually obedience, obedience to the Scripture, which tells us that we should tithe. And then also then we were moving into and discussing when we left off the first fruits, and a lot of people get confused on this, and we were just really getting into what is first fruits, what does it look like, and and so we're going to pick that up at that point in time. So I want to jump in, and I want you to understand the importance of first fruits. And, and so there was a couple of scriptures, Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. And we're going to talk about what that means in today's society because it looks different today than it did back in that day when they were writing this because they were primarily agricultural uh, people. But Romans eleven sixteen, 16, we, we read this last time, but I want to get it get you back in this. And it says, for the 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 first fruit it's is holy. holy, and the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, then all the branches are holy. So that what that means is is realistically when you pay first fruits, well what is first fruits? Well let's talk about that. When you pay it it is holy. And then everything else. Well first fruits always to me implies more fruit. And so what we want is for that to go on and on and on. Now, we were also talking about rates of return. On tithing, the rate of return was 10 to 1. You put a dollar in, God gives you $10 back. It's a good return. $100, uh, he would give you back $1,000. $1,000, he'd give you back $10,000. This is the way God works, and this is what he promised us. And so it's an insurance policy of sorts, if you will. Then the first fruits, it's hard to calculate the return because it is that. Now, let me explain what first fruits look like in the modern world. If, if we get a pay increase on our job, and let's say you make an extra $50 a week, well, the first fruit is actually that first $50. And you're to take that into the house of God. And then what it does, the first fruit, makes the whole thing holy and then once it's there what happens is it ensures more fruit so not just this time are we going to get paid but we're also going to continue to get paid that $50 a week from now until however long we live or until Jesus comes so so how do you calculate what that is I don't know 
because depending on how long you live, the return can be phenomenal on that. And what you really don't want is to have first uh, the it come in and then be taken away from you. Right. So we want to ensure that that when we give, um, you know, that's that's it's going to be ongoing. So that so what you're saying then is that that paycheck we'll just use um, rounded numbers. So if a person makes a hundred dollars a week, which hopefully they make more than that. Um, they tithe on the hundred, mm-hmm. which would be ten bucks. They get a fifty dollar a week raise. Mm-hmm. The first fifty dollars, the first time they see that fifty dollars in their paycheck, they bring the whole fifty to the church. You know, and I know some people are thinking, "Man, I could really use the fifty. Well, let me encourage you. You've been living without it for this long. If you can wait one, one more, more week. week, and then once you have given that, then that whole increase is always holy. Now, the Bible says that the tithe is holy as well. But once you have given the first fruit, you only get one chance to do this. And it proves that you're not in love with the money, but you're in love with the giver. And so once you give it the first time, then ongoing thereafter, your responsibility is strictly to tithe on it. So your first week you would want to give the 50, and you take it to the priest. Now, the Bible doesn't say what the priest has to do with it. The priest can do really literally whatever you want it to. And so if you brought me as the priest or the pastor of the house the money and say, here's the first fruit offering, I want you to do with it what you want. I actually, it's almost like a bonus for me if I want to use it that way. I can put it in wherever I want to. I can put it in for alms. I can put it into the regular tithe account. We can, we can give it to missionaries. Or I could actually take my wife to to dinner or somebody from my congregation to dinner, and all that would be fine. And it's really up to me. But it's not going to matter what I do with it. It's what you do that really makes a difference in there. Now, here's one of the things I want you to see. We have got to learn generosity while we're on the planet here. And the only time that we're going to notice prosperity, and the Bible talks about it throughout the Bible, is really here because when we get to heaven, we won't have any more need. Everything's going to be supplied. Uh, there will there will be no need. So the only time that God can bless you with some of these things is on the planet. Now, I know that there's also been abuses. Yes. And what abuses come from are genetically, what I call genetically altered statements that people make concerning money on the planet, trying to make every scripture a financial scripture, trying to make every opportunity. Uh, and, and, and for me, I really struggle when you have a program that you watch, and for most of the time that they're on there, they're actually trying to receive an offering. And they say, of course, uh, put, put money into good ground, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And of course, they're always implying that I'm the good ground you should give to. And so I, I don't want us to have a genetically altered word because I'm motivated by greed myself. And so we need to see what the true word of God says and why, because genetically altered, distorted words are problems. So here's, here's what the Bible says in Psalms 89 and 34. My covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. So we can depend on God to do what he has said. So when we're giving, and these 31 different times where it mentions first fruits, when we do that, we can depend on God is not going to walk away. 
And, and let me just say this. Uh, I wrote this down. We either walk in covenant or we walk in compromise. That's powerful. And so we, we need to understand what God's Word is challenging us to do and t- instructing us to do. And so either God is lying or people who make these genetically altered statements about God and giving and their motivation is wrong, they're lying. I choose that it would be them lying. Again, I say first fruits is an expression of your love to God for what he has done to you or given to you. And so... Do you have anything you want to add on for fruits? No, you were saying that it's a one-time gift, and you're saying off of that particular increase, not if, you know, um, just using farming as an example, since you said that's what they generally gave first fruits off of. If I had first fruits come in off of squash, I gave my first fruit of squash in, but then I had fruits come in off of watermelon, then that's a different increase correct am i right right so uh it's there again we're dealing with multiple streams of income so if multiple if you have an increase in one over another if it's just a regular job it's one thing but if you got a side business and you get it going and all of a sudden hey you start making profit on this this is this is exactly what it's what if i got a second race i got the 50 dollars race and three months later they give me a 25 dollars race well first thing you do is say thank you jesus that's right (laughs) and you would Give first fruits, fruits on only 25, 25. One time. Okay. And then, uh, there, then the responsibility thereafter is just the tithe on that. Right. So, okay. Now, so, so we're going to move to the next category, which we're going to talk about, and that is almsgiving. And you remember in the last uh, uh, television, uh, telecast we did, we were talking about that being where 95% of people give their money in and all. Now, I want us to I want you to, to explain what alms are and okay. because we had someone even say to us today that that's not a teaching you hear about a lot even mentioned that word mm-hmm. using the word alms especially in the Pentecostal charismatic circles. So right. for someone watching they may not even be familiar with the term alms. Alms really is just giving to the poor. And alms is actually motivated by compassion. You see somebody, you see that they're in need. There's a lot of ministries, though, that, that that's really where they specialize in is giving to the poor. And I really think that people need to understand the rate of returns. And we talked about this with tithing. It's 10 to 1. With um, first fruits, it's really Hard unlimited. Right. You know, and then with alms, though, it, it, it's really interesting, and we're going to look at this, but but I, I'm curious why sometimes, and, and, and I'm not going to call out ministry names, you can go figure it out, but why aren't the babies ever fed when they say give to us, and they've been doing it for year after year after year, and when you investigate, millions and millions and millions of dollars have been taken in. When does it stop? When does it end? Why isn't the baby ever fed is one of the things I'd like to say. So, so we need to understand some of the things that, that the Bible teaches us. I want to get into rate of return, which we're going to find in uh, Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17, which says, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Notice what it says. When you lend to the poor... It's just like giving it to God. But here's the thing. Rate of return. He will pay back 
what he has given. So it's a one-to-one arrangement. This is why a lot of people think giving doesn't work because they give $100 and they get back $100 and they think, well, there's no multiplication in that. But when you look at rate of return, tithe, 10 to 1, first fruits, unlimited amount, but alms, man, it's one to one. So if you gave money and you were broke, when you get it back, you'll still be broke if you're giving in alms. And there's a lot of reasons that we need to look at and why we want to read Scripture for what it actually says. Now, let me prove to you what I just said. You know, if, you, if you're trying to get away from being broke, this is the wrong category. This is like putting oil in where the gas goes. Does this, I hope that, you know, if you go back and you understand this, I said this last time, there's oil, there's gasoline, there's transmission fluid, there's brake fluid, you know, there's um, uh, antifreeze that goes in a car. But if you put them in the wrong compartment, it'll mess the car up. And so... Now, you're not saying, since you're using that analogy, that we should not... No. Given alms. All, all, of those, all of those ingredients are absolutely right. essential to the running of the car. And these. So if we giving, put gas in the car, but we never put oil in. We got a problem. We got a problem. Because you're smart, your, your car is smart enough to run out of gas and stop. But if it runs out of oil. It'll just keep going. But and it'll tear itself oil. up. Yeah. And so, so I heard a, a country gentleman tell me that one time. He said, your car's smart enough. If you put things in the wrong place, it's just not going to work for you. And so that is something that we need to see. But I want you to get into to the Scripture, and, and we want to please God with what we do. We want to look at the Scripture and see what it says so that we can understand something about alms that, that sometimes are, are, are misinterpreted. And, and I want to go through the Scripture, and we're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Which says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be seen, may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So what is the purpose of not doing your charitable deeds in front of people? One of the reasons is not to bring embarrassment to the person you're helping. Absolutely. I think that that's the, the thing that a lot of people miss because a lot of people will say, oh, well, tithing is a charitable deed. No, tithing is not a charitable deed. Well, first fruits, no, it is not. Almsgiving is a charitable deed, but it's this motivation there again is compassion. The poor you have with you always. always. And so when you see somebody in need, you may want to bless them, but to talk about it would embarrass them. So we have got to be careful not to embarrass people when we're doing this and we understand. There again, what is our risk? What is our reward? Well, you know what God always does is he tells you the minimum. 
here's what I'm going to do. If you give money into a situation, I'm going to give it back to you. But God always does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think or even that his word promises. However, remember, he is a covenant. He said, the covenant that I have made, I will not alter, but I'm going to see it through. And those things that I've said, I'm going to do. And so it's very important that we understand people mess up all the time by telling what they do for the poor. Oh, those people were poor and I gave them this. Ooh, well, you got your reward. It's over. It's done. At that point, God's not even responsible to give it back to you because you got your reward of being able to brag about what you did. And so it's very important that we understand. Now, this doesn't mean that if God blesses me and my business grows and I'm able to give a $10,000 tithe, for example, or a $10,000 offering that I can't say, look what the Lord has done and how he's blessed me in doing that, you may encourage somebody else. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it's a testimony. It's a testimony of what God has done. And testimonies are not limited just to the spiritual or just to the physical. They can also be include the financial. When the lady told me Sunday after she got a hold of this teaching that she had paid off over $35,000 of debt during the last year since we agreed in prayer together, we agreed this is going away. And she told me a very specific situation. And let me say that specific situation that was really bothering her the most was it's gone. Yes. It is gone. So these principles actually work. What we have to do is do what God has said when we're given an alms to the poor, to somebody in need, we don't brag about it. We don't say, hey, look what I've done. Look at that. Because when you do, the moment you do, you got your award. And that's where people mess up by right. telling what they've done for the poor. You can tell, however, what God has done for you. Hey, I got a $50 a week raise. That's a testimony. Those things you're more than welcome to say. But when it's charitable deed, do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. In other words, just don't brag about it. So be careful about what you say. Help somebody and then shut your mouth. Right. That's the best thing that you can do. So when you start doing things out of order, God closes the windows of heaven to you. Ooh. God is a God of order. Now, Proverbs nineteen seventeen said, He has pity to the poor or on the poor. He who has pity on the poor lends to, lends to the Lord and he will repay what is given. Alms is to be done in secrecy. Why? To protect people who are in crisis. People don't want you to know their business. Mm -mm. They certainly don't want to know it when they're having struggles. And so when we want to bless somebody, just bless them and shut your mouth. But what people get confused on, some people say, well, that's where you get the blessing of 30, 60, and 100 fold. And it's not where you get that blessing at because they've, they've misunderstood what alms is versus a seed offering. And so we're going to look at the Bible and see what it has to tell us about it. So there again, let me, let me go over them. The rate of return on tithe is what? 
10, 10, 10 to 1. one. The rate of return on first fruits, unlimited. And then the rate of return on alms. One to one. One to one. Now, when you tithe, the Lord rebukes the devourer for you. And keep in mind, according to the scripture, he always does more than what he said he would do. So when you tithe, put tithe away. Don't touch it. It belongs to God. It is holy. According to Leviticus chapter 27 and 30, it's a holy tithe. Right. Take that. You know, years ago we were in, in, in Live Oak, Florida, where, where we were married at, the church we were married at. And I was, I went to the church, and I was praying. And uh, I remember walking out on 917 East Duval Street. I was walking out the front door, and I said, Lord, I really need to figure out money. I, I, I was really struggling. And we were making, uh, I think we made $15,000 that year, which was so uh, so much of a struggle, $300 a week, basically what we made. And I said, Lord, I really need, and I felt the Lord impressed me. Some people say he talks to them, and I think he does because he said, my sheep know my voice. And I felt as though God spoke to me. He said, the beginning of your financial wisdom will come when you learn how to tithe. I was like, wow. And it was very important. So what I did from then on, I went, uh, I didn't change companies or anything, too. Let me add that in. I went by every Thursday when I get my paycheck. I would, we, it was back when we still wrote checks. I would go by on the way home, and I would write out a check, and I would put it. We had a box. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We had a box, and I would go, and I would put it in that box every week so that it was— At the church. It was, in my mind, being paid first. It was a priority. Yeah. It went straight to the church. We didn't have any problems with it that way. And so then, then I started learning these other principles. Well, that year, we went from $15,000 that year to the next year. I didn't change jobs. I didn't change positions, but I made $40,000 with the same company the next year. So when you start applying these principles, it really makes a difference. And so, listen, friend, Proverbs 19.17 says that God's going to give it back to you. And let me just assure you of this one thing. God is not going to be indebted to you. He is going to bless you. So now we're going to get into the fourth area. The fourth area is seed giving. Now we want to talk about that for just a minute because the motivation in that is faith and faith and reward. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 says, He supplies seed to the sower, bread for food. Supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness is what the Bible Amen. says. And that's that's a great scripture. I want to get into, though, Matthew chapter 13 because uh, we, we got limited time and I'm trying to get through this teaching. I don't know if I'm going to get through it or not. But Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and, and 32, and it's the parable of the sower. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and become a, becomes a tree, so that birds of the air come and nest in its branches. So, so we see that this eventually becomes something 
that is huge as we begin to sow and we, we start to see these things. So he's talking about sowing. Right. This is a parable that Jesus gives. It's not the parable of the sower. I know why you, yeah. you were a little confused, but it's actually this principle of sowing. So uh, Matthew seventeen twenty. He said, because of your unbelief, assuredly I say to you that if you have faith as a seed, seed. and so when you put these seeds out, it makes a difference. Now, this is where I'm going to go to, and I wanted to get into the 30, 60, and 100 fold, which is found in Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 9. So don't confuse the two. Okay. But they're both dealing with seeds. So we see the Word of God as the seed. We also see our finances as a seed. Because the Word of God deals with what? It deals with our spirit, our physical, and our finances. Right. So we're going to read this together. Mark right. chapter 4, verse 3 through 9. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seeds fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So seed offering is actually the, the surest way to actually see an increase that is significant enough to, to stop poverty in your life. And I, I really want you to see that if you take seed, listen, if you're not a tither, this won't apply to you because you can't, you can't, you sow, can't seed. sow seeds if you haven't first tithed. But if you are a tither and then you take the seed and you sow it into good ground, the quickest way to actually get it to be significant. Now, and here's the thing. It's just a 30, a 60, and a 100 fold, not a 100 times. What does that mean? Wow. It's, it's dealing with the potential of a seed. I talked about this on Sunday. And if you take an apple and you cut it open, you'll see that there are seeds in the apple. Well, what's the potential of one seed in an apple? Is it just that seed? No, when you take it and you plant it in proper ground, what will happen is it will produce a tree, which will produce more apples, more apples, which will produce more seeds, more seeds which will produce more apples, more apples, which will produce more trees. <laughs> more trees. And so what's the potential of one seed? Orchards. Fruits. Orchards. And so when we see this, I want the potential of the seed to be so blessed right. that we actually can significantly change the world. That's what the Word of God does. When we take the seed of God's Word and we put it in people's hearts, it grows up and life comes. And, and I think of people who've gotten saved and because they got saved and they begin to, to preach the gospel, then suddenly, think of Reinhard Bonnke, yeah. all the seed, all the people who were changed from around the world because he took the seed of God. Somebody took the time to plant the seed of God's word in him and look at a hundredfold. Fruit hundredfold and the fruit that comes so it's it's really huge and I want to get I, I would really like we're going to go over on this program you're just going to have to endure it 
um, because I want us to to really finish this teaching. It's very important. It's critical that you see that God is just going to bless you and bless. If you understood how much God wants to bless you, you what fights us is our own mentality most yeah. of the time. We think I'm broke, I'm busted, I'm disgusted. I'm, I'm, we also think that I, I'm just a sinner. I'm just this. No, you're a saint. God is on your side more than you know. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to other people around the world. And we don't have that long because we're, we're having to do the work that we have right now because God wants to bless us. But I want to get to another scripture. Can, can, can we? I'm just going to skip down. And I want us to, to see in Deuteronomy chapter 1, it's at the very bottom, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 11, it said, May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are. Wow. So we've got 30, 60, and 100 fold, but this talks about a thousand. Awesome which is incredible to me because, you know, I, I was praying about this, actually. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's been a couple of years back. And I told the story on Sunday, but it, it's, it's absolute truth. We went to Nashville, and we, we, uh, the movie that we did, Kyle Saylor's was our, our DP that was on the movie, our director of photography on the movie, and, and he had something he calls Dinners with Dreamers, and it's just blown up, really. So we went to Nashville, and that's where we met Louie at. And Louie was telling me all the, so what do you do? And, you know, we're, we're pastors. He said, I said, what do you do? He said, well, I feed homeless people. I feed people. And I said, well, how many? He said, millions of people, millions of meals this year. I was like, wow. Uh, and if you don't know me, you, it, it, it may not make sense, but those who do will really know. At the end of a meal, most of the time, I will pick up the check for a lot of people. And, and it's not something I do just to brag. It's just what I do. You like I, to do it. I, I, I like to do it. I, I'm, I have a generous spirit, and God has blessed me so many times with it. There were a lot of times when, when we didn't have money that God actually blessed us. People pick up the phone. People we didn't even really know. We pick up the phone and say, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to take you out to eat. And so, so this guy who's fed millions of, given out millions of meals, I just picked up his check and paid for it. And he said, nobody's ever done that. And it was, it was incredible to me that here a guy who's sewing in that arena never had a meal bought for him. And so, so uh, I don't know. We came home. We didn't think that much about it, to be honest with you. He's a good guy. And, that, and he wrote me some stuff and different things. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, this is Louie. I say, hey, Louie, what's happening? And, and uh, he, said, I got, he said, I got a problem. I said, what do you got? And he said, I got a truck, a, a semi-truck full of food that I don't know what to do with. I think I want to send it to you. And so he did. And um, we, I said, sure. And so our church is a small facility. We don't have really room for any extras, extras nothing. So I called up a bunch of guys, and we got out here, and, and, I mean, it was just wide open. And we 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 all floated everything, and we were giving, calling people, getting trucks, and giving it out as hard as we could. We had more than we knew what to do with, so there's a storage facility at the end of the road, and so we were actually we put, put some of the stuff in there. Well, the next morning, we were going down there to meet somebody, I think, 
and to give out some some to food. give out more food. And when I did, if you, if you understood where our church is located, you have to be coming to our church. It's not something you're gonna you're not going to Walmart and see our church. You're not going somewhere like you know. You have to be coming here. But when we got down towards the end where the 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 uh, warehouses were, there was a, a semi truck that passed me, and I thought, man, that's odd. And so when, when, what happened was I, I just turned around and followed the truck, and sure enough, he pulled up in front of our church. And he got out, and he said, uh, I got a truck full of food. This is the second truck full of food that uh, is for Ken Henderson at you know this church. And I was like, dude, we got our food yesterday. He said, well, I don't know what to do with it. So I called up Louie, and he said, yeah, there was a little bit of a mistake, so you got a second truck. So I was like, oh, no, I don't know what to do with it. We don't have anything. We don't have forklifts. We don't have waste. I called up the guys, and they come over, and sure enough, boom, we unloaded that one, and we were giving that away. Two weeks later, I got a phone call. <laughs> and suddenly, you know, this, 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 this was just um, getting to be more than I could understand, really, and, and See, so the Bible says that God will pour out a blessing you're not able to, to receive. receive. More and this than was, enough. And this was, this was happening. And so Louie called me and he says, um, listen, I got another truck. He said, can you help me out with the shipping? Well, we did on the first one, which was $600, and we did on the second one. Uh, or didn't do any on the second because it Wasn't hit us unexpected. And we have a small church. And so the third one, I said, let me call around and see what I can do. And I called somebody, and they said, yeah, we'll give the 600 And so we got three trucks in two weeks. The next week, oh, my goodness, <laughs> starts to sound like a broken record. Phone rings. It's Louie. Louie, I got a problem. What, what's the problem, Louie? He said, I got another truck. I'm like, wow. What it's one of those commercials. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and so... He sends it down. We, we pay the $600. Well, I've been praying this thing. Lord, I want the thousand-fold return. And I'd heard Jesse DePlanis talk about it, different ones, and I won't go into those things. But, but anyway, we paid $1,800 for four trucks, semi-trucks, full of food. And somebody asked me, well, how much is it worth? I said, I don't know, probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, what's a truckload of food worth. So I called Louie up, and I, while I had him on the phone, I said, um, what are those, the value of those trucks? He said, well, $450,000 a piece is what was paid for. And I got four of them. Wow. And so that was $1.8 million of food that we were able to give out. And the Lord, I was on the way to, to another church to say, please come help us get get rid of this food we don't know what to do with and the lord said have you done the math i said no he said well for and, and louis just told me and i just calculated 1.8 me he said how much you got tied in it and i said well you got 600 600 600 that's 1800 he said times what a thousand equals 1.8 million i'm telling you that God's word works yes. and these finances will work for you when you believe and when you obey you can go from 10 to 1 unlimited on the first fruits 10 to 1's tithe 
unlimited on the first fruits. Alms, which is one to one. The seed, which is 30, 60, or a hundredfold to a thousand times, according to the scripture. But it all starts when you start becoming a tither. Right. And it's very important that you become a tither. Right. Yeah. So be faithful to your church. And I love that it is honestly total obedience. Um, the tithing mm-hmm. it is a, a step of obedience. And, and I love what, you, what you've taught because we've had so many people say, well, I don't tithe, but I help multiple family members. I give to the poor. And that's not obedience to God. God is the God of order. You've pointed that out. And he has a specific way for us to do things in a specific order. So honestly, just giving to our family, giving to the poor, that doesn't count till we tithe. No. Um, I, we've had people all the time say, you know, we, and it's so funny how people get, they'll tithe. I've seen people, they're, they're obedient, they'll, they'll, they'll tithe, but then they're not generous. Mm-hmm. They want the, obe- I'm going to obey God, I'm going to tithe, but they don't want to give anything extra. They're afraid to be generous and give extra. But generosity comes in your first fruits, your alms, and your seed. And that's where the greater, you know, the greatest blessings come. But I've seen people that either they won't tithe because they're afraid to do that and they give little bits here and there, or they will tithe but no extra. Like, I'm going to tithe. I'm not giving any extra an offering. I'm not giving any support. I'm not because they're bound by fear. We get rid of fear. It, it's a, a poverty mentality that keeps us from obeying God's word and being generous because we feel like there's not be enough left for us. Hmm. If I give that, that's mine. If I give it, what will I do? Um, you know, the, the woman could have been that way when Elijah came in and said, bake the cake for me first. No, that's mine and my, mine and my son. We were going to, I was going to bake that. We were going to eat it and die. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, bake it for me first. Don't fear that, that you're going to not have enough. Obey. And then when we obey and give, I love Heidi Baker because we, you know, she feeds 10,000 kids or more per day. And Heidi has a problem. She shared this with us personally of getting people to do her bookkeeping. She frustrates them because she is always emptying out her her bank, always. And it's you know impossible. But she just lives such a laid down life. She's such a giver. She can't wear jewelry anywhere if she sees somebody that needs. She's constantly giving away wedding rings and just giving, giving, giving. She is one of the most blessed people financially, spiritually. Um, that we know and these blessings work we've seen it in our life you cannot outgive God and we cannot operate with a closed fist and fear it's fear that keeps us from being obedient and being uh, generous you know one of the things I, I want to say and, and we got to wrap this up but the heathens have your money you need to see this the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous How's that going to? Tra- and, and, and I had somebody ask me, "How's this going to work, Pastor? How, how are we going to get this money? I don't know, but God does. And your your choice is just to put faith in the systems that He has said. He said this: My word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I sent it to do. Included in that word. Can you just share real it's quickly one of the times you shared this, which you said, you know, like you said, you don't teach on finances a lot. About once a year at our church, um, another church heard that you do such a great teaching on it. They had you come and you shared this message to them, and someone got a hold of it and gave in the offering, seed offering that day. Correct? Yeah, they had 
two different people, as I understood it, two different couples actually who had that, and they gave and they believed God, and both of them had a thousand times return on the money they gave. You within know, like it, days, wasn't it? Within, with just in a, a couple of days. And here's the thing that, that, that you need to see. If they would have known that in advance, yeah. they would have gave more. Right. But they didn't. But still, the principle, it works.
I will tell this one story. Jesse Duplantis was talking, and he said that one time a man called him, and he said, Jesse, I got a piece of land I think we ought to buy. God's kind of impressed me. We need to buy that piece of land. I can get it for $3,000. He said, um, he said, another guy, I'm going to ask him in, ask you in. We'll each put $1,000 in. We'll have it for $3,000. And Jesse said, I had the money on me. I had the cash money on me. I looked at it, and he said, man, that looks like trash to me. And he said, I don't want to do it. And he said, the other guy passed. Well, this gentleman who had heard from God actually had a word from the Lord to buy. He said, I'm going to buy it. And so he went down and he bought that property in Louisiana right off the interstate, and it, it looked like trash. Within six months, the state of Louisiana said, we want to buy that property because we want to put an exit right there, and we're going to give you $3 million for it. So we have to learn how to follow God. He missed his thousandfold wow. return because of that. And, and, and because if you look at things on your own, there are many times we will just miss it. And uh, so, friend, let me encourage you yes. today. Get in God's Word. Understand what He's trying to teach you about giving, how these things actually work. When you get these four streams of income in your life, it will produce a paradise. Tithe, alms, first fruits, and seed offerings. And they will bless you. And God's going to bless you exceedingly, abundantly, above what you plan. He's got a better plan than you do. He's got a better way than you do. So God bless you and keep you. If you want to bless us, if you want to be part of this ministry, right now we're in 41 nations. One of the matrices we look at puts us reaching over a million people this year. And so it's, it's very impressive what God is doing with our network. And listen... We pay for this out of our own pocket. If you want to bless us, fine. If you do, if you don't, we're going to make it happen some way, somehow. God's going to bless us. But if you want to give to our ministry, go to cornerstonegm.org, and you can do you can you can donate there. Or if you go through our apps, uh, uh, CGM Network, you can get that for iPhones or for uh, Androids. You, there's a place you can donate there or if you go online you, there's just ways you can get to us if you want to bless us it's you know it's fine if you don't you're going to be missing out yes but we want to say this please do not send us your tithes no um, that what you would give to us would be a seed offering um a or a love offering, whatever you want to call it. Do not send us your tithes. Your tithe goes to your local church. That's right. That's and we good. want it to be there. Absolutely. That's a good point. And I will tell you that somebody asked me, what's my rate of return if I do this? I said, well, I don't know because it depends on how many souls get saved and you'll see them in heaven. And I remember years ago there was a song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. I was a life that was changed. And I think that we're going to see people in heaven who are going to be changed. God bless you and keep you and bless your finances in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.